Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. This week, we are looking at the pursuer-distancer dynamic in relationships. I'm responding to a question I received in my DMs. Let me recap it just in case you're tuning in for the first time this week. Dear Liz, my partner and I are in a pursuer-distancer dynamic. What do you do when the pursuer needs the flooded distancer to comfort them during a conflict? What are some strategies? Yesterday, I went over the three types of conflict patterns that couples tend to experience, including breaking down the pursuer-distancer dynamic that this person is talking about. Now, we're going to look at how pursuing and distancing might sound in real time. Okay, so let's say that I come to you and say, we really need to talk about whether or not we're going to move in together next month. If you're someone who tends to distance from these types of conversations, you might say something like, it's really late. Can't we talk about this tomorrow? Or, yeah, I don't I don't know if we need to talk about it right now. I think it's a little bit too soon to start worrying about that. Then the pursuer is likely going to say, so if the pursuer was me, I might say something like, Please don't make us wait for this conversation. We need to have it now. I don't want to wait any longer. Then the distancer is going to roll over and huff and say something like, oh, no, I'm too tired. Or why do you always have to push these topics? The pursuer then might say something like, fine, I'm just gonna leave. I'll sleep at my own house until we're able to talk about this. And then maybe I would actually leave if I was the pursuer and then follow up with some texts about the issue, like just because I left doesn't mean that you're off the hook. Or maybe I wouldn't actually leave, it would just be a threat, and I would keep trying to engage the other person. So I might say something like, well, I'm not actually going to leave, but I just really need you to talk to me right now. And maybe I continue to pursue by talking or even just following them around or making a sigh or doing anything that shows that I want to continue to engage. Eventually, both people totally gas out in this pattern and they give up and often they pretend like nothing happened until the pursuer becomes frustrated again that the topic hasn't been resolved and then tries to bring it up again. As you can see, the conversation started fairly enough. Of course, it's okay to ask your partner to talk about something important or to even be pretty direct that it needs to be discussed sooner rather than later. and. Of course, it's also okay to say, not right now, I'm really tired, this isn't the best time. The problem here is not actually the initial interaction. There are going to be times where one of us wants to discuss an issue and the other person isn't in the right place to do it. That's fine. It's not even necessarily the words that were being said. It's the cascade of reactions to each person's need. As you can see, 
both people are overwhelmed and both people are feeling anxious. So what do we do to navigate this? Tune in tomorrow and I will share with you the first things that you need to do to break this cycle. I'm Liz Earnshaw and you can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you for listening to Good Risings. If you enjoy this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review. We love to hear from you. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.